Hey everyone, I've got another episode of the Road to Revenue series and we're gonna be fired up on Fridays and we're gonna talk about the only person you need to forgive is yourself and what are the 12 steps to do so. Tweet me at David Meltzer, your favorite takeaway from today's episode and check the show notes to see how you can text me or email me at any time. This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook. It is Fired Up Fridays and we got the Forgiveness Friday, Forgiveness Training, Forgiving Yourself, which has been one of the most positive and most powerful things that I've done in my life is to learn to forgive myself. And it is not easy. I want to remind everyone to check out Office Hours on Bloomberg tonight. We have incredible guests like Jack Canfield and Rob Deerdeck and Rich Kleinman all coming on the only late night entrepreneurial show out there. Office Hours, we are going to start filming season three of Two Minute Drill. So if you didn't get your chance to apply, please apply for season four. And of course, as always, my exercises, books, guides are all available for free for you. Just email me, david at dmelzer.com. We're going to already gather the questions uh, after the forgiveness trainings. I'll take about 30 minutes of questions from everybody. So load up the questions in the Q&A sections on IG, on Clubhouse, line up. Let's get our questions ready on how to forgive ourselves. The reason we want to forgive ourselves, number one, is you can't give what you don't have. But number two... Forgiveness gives us the most credible, the most incredible power called peace. <laughs> peace allows us to clear the interference between us and the all-powerful, all-knowing, almighty source that provides us our potential, our light, our love, and our lessons. It's important for the healing process uh, to allow ourselves to let go of the needs of the ego. And forgiveness allows us to stop, drop, and roll. It allows us to find our higher self, to plateau and grow. And it clears the interference between us and our higher selves. We need to believe, if forgiveness is gonna work, we need to believe in something bigger than ourselves. So if you believe there is something bigger than yourselves that cares more about you than you care about your children or your mom cares about you, then you're in the right place because forgiveness will heal, forgiveness will clear. And what we need to do, I have 12 steps or 12 things that I like to do to allow me to forgive myself. And the first is to cancel, clear, and connect. Uh, part of the process of forgiving is to forgive ourselves for having negative thoughts or saying negative things or thinking about negative things. And so in a practice of forgiving ourselves, we need to cancel all negativity from our lives. We don't want to create more interference. We want to clear away the interference. It's like going to bed and waking up tired, going to eat and finishing hungry. It doesn't make any sense. We want to clear and cancel all of the negativity. So what I want you to practice in forgiving ourselves is to cancel those negative thoughts, those negative actions, and the negative words that we say. So out loud, say cancel. In your mind's uh, voice, say cancel. Now, sometimes that forgiveness of cancel doesn't work. And what we need to do is forgive ourselves by breathing and stopping and clearing away those more 
uh, inherent, energetic, inherited things that we have, the negative thoughts that are part of our neural pathways, our subconscious, part of the 40,000 of the same thoughts we have every day when we are not purposefully thinking and with attention and intention, but in a state of meditation and peace, we have these negative things that keep arising. And if you can't get those things out of your mind, you need to have a practice of clearing. A practice of clearing is a practice of forgiveness. Forgiving ourselves is clearing all the negative things out of our mind that we can't let go. And so practice telling yourself, breathing through your nose, out through your mouth, clear, clear. So we cancel anything in the conscious realm. We clear and forgive our, un our subconscious by having those same thoughts. And then finally, the best way to shift our energy of forgiveness is to connect to our higher selves, our potential, to that higher being that you believe in, that omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing being that you believe in in order to forgive yourself so that we can connect to and through it. How do we do that? Well, I created a forgiveness practice that I don't utilize in public very often. Uh, very often, I say, because most people think I'm absolutely insane when I practice the connect portion of the cancel, clear, connect. Uh, and what I do to forgive myself is I think about the thing that I'm not forgiving, right? I'm thinking about the attacking thought, the misbehavior, the negative energy, all the things that create interference between me and my potential, me and my higher self. And I think about it and I try to find the light, the levis and, and the love in it. I close my eyes and I see that trigger of the need to be offended or right, or you know, the need to be separate or inferior or superior, or the need to lie, manipulate, cheat, oversell, back and sell, or the, the need for anxiety, fear, and worry, whatever it may be, or the person that triggers those feelings to me. And I picture it in my mind eye with my eyes closed and I find the light, the love, and the lessons. And I see physically that light and I cover up this thing that I need to forgive with light. And then I look in the same mind eye and I see in the same picture the thing I love the most. Could be a family member, my wife, my children. It could be Bananas Foster's cheesecake. Something that internally, energetically, genetically I have complete love for and it is already full of light. So I take the light that's covering that forgiveness item, and I then cover over what I love the most. I cover it, so now I have one big ball of light in front of me that covers that which creates all the interference and the truth that I love over here. Then I take that light in the manner of Cancel Clear Connect and I put it over myself. Remember, I'm by myself, no one's freaking out. My eyes are closed and I am now holding that energy and light because I'm connected to and through that which I believe in with my full faith, that omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source. And I hold that light until I feel differently. I feel better. If you utilize Cancel Clear Connect, you will not only consciously be able to forgive yourself, subconsciously heal all the trauma that has been energetically and genetically inherited but you actually can change your frequency, shift your energy. Each of those things needs to have the enjoyment of the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential. Each of these things needs you to practice it every day. It doesn't just go away. Remember, when we're dealing about activating our energetic and genetic uh, uh, our being, it takes time. 
and we need to practice every day and work within the conscious continuum to do so. If you have any questions about that, please write them down, email me, put them in this thing. We'll take them afterwards. Uh, this is a methodology. I have a, an exercise guide on this cancel clear connect. It's in my book. Email me if you want it. David at dmelzer.com. Learn how to cancel, clear, and connect. It is the modality of forgiving ourselves, utilizing, forgiving our conscious thoughts, our subconscious, 40,000 of the same neuropathic thoughts, and of course, our quantum being, our personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions that always need to be forgiven so that we can forgive others. One of the greatest things about forgiveness is most of the time that we don't forgive others is because we haven't forgiven ourselves. Let me give you the classic example. Uh, somebody cut me off on the way to work today. And I was like, F, uh, bah, bah. and I saw myself accelerating in the wrong direction, creating interference between me and my higher self. And I realized as I was getting more agitated and angrier, uh, I asked myself one question, have you ever cut anybody else off? <laughs> and uh, the answer is many times. And yet, why am I so upset for the exact same thing that I've done for others? When I cut someone off, I should not only forgive myself, but remind, remember, and recollect what I'm connected to and through so that when I cut someone off unintentionally, I am able and capable of forgiving them. Not because they deserve it, because I deserve it, because I have healed myself and forgave myself for being human, for making mistakes and having setbacks and failures and voids and shortages and allowing myself to be less than instead of I am. You don't want to be less than, you want to be I am. I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. And when we're less than, we got to figure out what we're doing to interfere with the I am our higher self, our higher source with the faith of what we're connected to and through that omniscient, all knowing and all powerful force and source that we believe in. If you don't believe in it, it becomes very hard without faith to forgive yourself and especially forgiving others. One of the steps to forgive ourselves beyond cancel, clear and connect is to understand logic. You know, too many people try to use logic to forgive themselves. Uh, and in order to forgive ourselves, we have to focus in on our emotions because uh, our emotions are what create the interference, our energy in motion, our actions, our energy in motions. And what we want to do instead of thinking about or out logicking uh, and using logic to overcome and forgive ourselves, we want to actually take actions of forgiveness. And what we want to do is change the way we look at things. So the things we look at change as my mentor Wayne Dyer has taught me and taking the appropriate actions by doing well, by doing good. In other words, being kind to our future self by doing good deeds or creating a good deed or creating a good action when we have a poor decision or a mistake or a failure or a setback uh, that we're experiencing either for ourselves or for others, we need to forgive ourselves and then be able to appreciate that, add value to what we're forgiving, acknowledge what we're forgiving, not only by being accountable, but by also giving forgiveness to the others that have either been complicit or participate in the action. So remember, you cannot out logic your emotions. Therefore, you cannot 
without logic forgiveness you need to take action you need to change your behaviors your characteristics obsessions addictions and all of those personality traits that have continued an energetic and genetic inheritance uh, that most people just continue to accelerate with in the wrong direction the third thing uh, that I like to do in order to effectuate forgiving myself is to actually write down or speak uh, the mistake in which needs forgiving uh, and then tie a lesson to it and then create a process to access the lessons and the stories behind the mistakes, the failures, the setbacks uh, of that forgiving circumstance, the circumstance in which we need to forgive ourselves for the mistakes, the failures, the setbacks, uh, the pain that we cause to ourselves and to others. And so I find that if you speak and write down uh, the mistake itself and the lesson that you've learned and then create a system to access the lessons, you will enhance and accelerate and compound the understanding the enlightenment and raising yourself to a higher level a higher consciousness of forgiveness of peace which creates fulfillment passion purpose and even profitability um another step uh which a lot of people have heard me talk about many many times is to understand that these mistakes setbacks and failures that need forgiving forgiving ourselves so we can give it to others uh they are not to be punished. We are not to punish other people for making the same mistakes that we make. When we cut off somebody else, we should not be punished, but we should not also punish somebody for cutting us off. Instead, we want to utilize all of the mistakes that need forgiving as an indicator that we have a better place to be, a better situation to be in or to make ourselves better. Each mistake is a learning experience, holds the keys to moving forward faster, aggregating and compounding upon itself, reminding us that we could have used the best tools, methodologies and modalities to help us forgive ourselves and others to move forward. Do your best best learn lessons and have fun in other words do your best learn lessons and don't forget rule number six rule number six allows you to see the mistakes failures setbacks the forgiving incidences as indicators that you're not taking yourself so seriously that you are simply an ignorant humble person that is not taking themselves so seriously when you feel offended and you need to forgive others and you need to forgive yourself remind yourself rule number six i'm doing my best i'm learning lessons and i'm not going to take myself so seriously i'm going to have a good time and have fun the next step to forgiving yourself is to give yourself permission to stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop, and decide to roll. Give yourself permission to stop. I just had a conversation with one of my employees and both of us have known each other a long time and we have a heavily emotionally charged relationship that can accelerate out of control, not in forgiveness or peace, but in interference, anger, anxiety, fear, whatever it may be, ego for sure, edging goodness out of our relationship, the EGO all the time. And we had a discussion about allowing ourselves and giving ourselves permission when we feel the anxiety, stress, uh, anger between each other to stop. Not to accelerate in the wrong direction, not to allow more interference, void shortages and obstacles to come between us, but to stop. Allow ourselves time to breathe and to drop down to center, to forgiveness, to peace. 
and then remind herself, recollect on what we want, how we can help, who we can help and who can help us and how we can work together effectively collaborating in the same direction, knowing what's most important for us in our business ventures together, uh, thus allowing us to apply our why to our relationship, not search for a why for passion, purpose, or profitability between us, but allowing ourselves, giving ourselves permission in our relationship to stop, drop, and then decide which way to roll instead of to take all the blood out of our brain and roll in the wrong trajectory. The next step to forgiving ourselves is to have a conversation with ourselves. Uh, we all have an inner voice. And when we're having these conversations, what I want you to do is look for the patterns uh, that exist in the conversation. Uh, journaling can help with it. Journaling can help with this to hear and listen to the inner conversation, the inner critic uh, that has developed and utilized self-compassion uh, to have this conversation between ourselves and our inner voice. And we look to see where this energetic and genetic conversation of inheritance comes place. Where are we creating interference between us and everything else with self-sabotage, negative language that's not being canceled, cleared, or connect to? And we can use journaling in these personal conversations in order to effectuate a list of the qualities about ourselves uh, that are looking at not only the skills and the strengths that we have, but illuminate the weaknesses, the fears that we have in order to effectuate this conversation to heal the inner voice so that it only supports and feeds us. See, in the great chain of feeding, where we spend 80% of the time with things that bleed us, one of the places that we spend too much of our time is in our inner voice that should be feeding us, telling us how great we are, how wonderful we are. I was on Clubhouse this morning and JJ won the free trip to Lexington, Kentucky to hear me speak with Glenn Lundy in the Breakfast of Champion on the thousandth anniversary, the thousandth episode of Rise and Grind. And JJ was sitting there going, I am the greatest. I am healthy, happy, wealthy, and worthy. I could hear him believe and his inner voice has changed as his whole embodiment has changed, his whole energy has changed because he started to have a conversation with himself and having the right conversation, not one that bleeds him, but one that feeds him. The next step of forgiving ourselves is a counterintuitive lesson that I learned. Uh, when I was young, everybody said, you got to treat others like you want to be treated. And when I started working and became a 20 something year old boss of 7,000 sales reps in a huge public company, uh, I was told by my CEO, David, you cannot keep treating people like you treat yourself. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, we're too hard on ourselves. And so what we want to do to forgive ourselves is don't treat others like we treat ourselves. We are our own worst critics. And we want to notice when that harsh voice comes out, creating negative energy, not feeding us, but bleeding us. We want to find out where and how uh, this critic actually shows up so that we can forgive ourselves and end that conversation of negativity. We can cancel any conscious thoughts that are created from it. We can clear all of that negative language out of our subconscious and shift our energy by connecting to the positive, to that which feeds us. And, you know, it's so interesting because uh, in this great chain of feeding, uh, I, you know, love to, to see, you know, what thoughts I have that make me feel good and what thoughts create interference. 
And when I have that full faith that I'm in the pursuit of my higher self, it starts becoming quite easy to forgive myself for having and doing the things that get in the way of what I want, who I can help, who can help me, how I get it done, prioritizing and reprioritizing and re-engineering what's most important to me. And then finally, being able to live in the why, applying the why, not searching for the happiness and the health and the wealth and the worthiness that I thought I wanted, but instead to come to the acknowledgement, to acquire the knowledge that I already am. What am I doing to interfere with it? And if I am doing anything to interfere with it, the first step is to forgive myself. Uh, the next step is the, to quiet the negative message of the inner voice by having a self-interview. Uh, and so one of the exercises that I love to do uh, when I'm in a state of interference, of ego-based consciousness, when I'm edging the good out of my life, EGO, uh, what I like to do is interview myself. And the way that I interview myself is I close my eyes, once again in private, so no one thinks I'm crazy, even though I am crazy. Uh, and then I imagine myself going down into myself and I find some place, and it always happens, that I can find myself within myself. A lot of times I'm in my stomach, sometimes in my heart, sometimes in my butt, uh, whatever it is, I find myself. And the funny thing is when I find myself for this self-interview because I'm having these negative messages or energy or thoughts, I find myself and I'm always a certain age. And the first time that I did that, I found myself and I was in my stomach and I was five years old, which is when my father uh, left, which is quite understandable. And I had a conversation and interviewed myself and I said, hey, how are you doing? I'm, I'm okay. And what's the matter? You know, because I didn't look so happy. Well, you know, I'm sad. Why? Uh, you know, my dad left. I'm scared. And now I'm responsible for my mom. And I had this conversation to say that I'm not responsible for my mom. Now, my mom still brought me into this world, and she still, at five years old, is responsible for me. I'm here to do my best learned lessons into rule number six, not take myself so seriously and to have fun. But I've had that interview many times within the context of my own body uh, to heal myself because it's difficult to identify the trauma. It's a difficult to identify the negative thoughts and where we struggle with that inner voice can sometimes be healed by interviewing our inner voice and finding ourselves within ourselves at a certain age, which will raise our awareness to when these things occurred. Um, and, you know, in this interview, sometimes afterwards, I'll write down on one side of the, of the paper what the inner critic says, uh, the logical and irrational things that they say. And then on the other side, utilize forgiveness and self-compassion in order to respond uh, to each of the feelings in the conversation and in the interview that I had with myself. One of the great exercises that I utilize to forgive myself is to find myself at a certain age within myself and interview myself. Uh, the next step uh, of one is to realize that we forgive ourselves because we, des we forgive ourselves because we deserve it. Therefore, we're able to forgive others, not because they deserve it. You know, to me, the only certainty that can be established in this man-made construct of time in this life uh, would be to be capable, which I'm not yet, but I'm pursuing, capable of forgiving the unforgivable. Uh, and understanding 
and feeling not just at a conscious level, but truly innately within the energetic being that I am, the quantum being that I am, forgiveness. And, uh, you know, there has been people uh, that I admire that have been able to forgive things that I can't forgive, uh, but I'm working on it. And so should you to know that certainty comes, truth comes and love comes. The light will shine when you can forgive the unforgivable. Uh, Another thing to do is take your own advice. Uh, This is why I love to coach um, because uh, while I'm coaching at all times, it's so amazing. uh, I think to myself, God, that's great advice. You should really take it, Dave. Uh, And I'm thinking, wow, how did I come up with that? And two, why don't I do that? Uh, So remember by helping other people, you'll be giving yourself advice on how to forgive yourself so you can forgive others. Um, Understanding the conscious continuum Uh, one of the last steps that we can take is to quit playing the same tape. Stop being a victim, be a victor. Stop telling yourself the same stories by interviewing yourself, writing things down, by forgiving yourself. You will start realizing what stories are bleeding you and what stories are feeding you. And you'll start feeding those that feed you. You'll start changing your conscious thoughts, not just through Cancel Clear Connect, but also through the conscious continuum of having the right thought patterns and the right belief systems and start playing the right tape in your mind, surrounding yourself by the right people and the right ideas in order to effectuate the forgiveness that gives you the certainty and peace that you want in this lifetime by clearing the interference between you and everything you're connected to and through. It's human nature to spend time and energy replaying our mistakes. If you look backwards, you are nowhere. If you look backwards and learn lessons and take the lessons forward and dream about what you want, you're now here. You're living in the present. You're utilizing everything that you need to do. I'm telling you to forgive yourself is the most powerful capability that you can have. If you forgive yourself, you will clear the interference between you and your truth, your higher self. You not only will clear the interference between you and your truth and higher self and higher being and higher power, but you will able to clear the interference between you and everyone else by forgiving them as well. You will not be able to forgive anyone in your life if you can't forgive yourself. You need to learn how to cancel, clear, and connect. Go ahead, consciously cancel the negativity, clear it from your subconscious, and most importantly, shift your energy, change your personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions by connecting to that great source of power, light, love, and lessons. Two, don't try to out-logic forgiveness. It'll never work. You got to take actions. Logic will never overcome emotion. Action will. Don't forget to speak and write not only the mistakes, but the lessons and then create a system to access those lessons. You will forget every lesson you've ever learned, but you have the power to access it. So create a system to access the lessons from the forgiven mistakes that you've made. Uh, If anybody wants, by the way, the rules of lessons, email me david at dmeltzer.com. I have a great 12 lessons of life uh, from the Sanskrit that has changed my life on how to learn lessons and what they mean to us and how to forgive uh, through those lessons. Remember also that those mistakes, failures, setbacks, to forgive them is to realize that they are indicating that we have a better place, a better position, or a better situation. Give yourself permission when these happen, these mis- and transgressions in our lives to stop 
to breathe and drop and decide to roll together collaboratively in the same or by yourself, the right direction in forgiveness into certainty. Don't forget to have a conversation with your inner self and look for the patterns that have been energetically and genetically inherited. And most importantly, don't treat yourself like you treat others. Treat others better than you treat yourself and learn to treat yourself better by forgiving yourself and giving forgiveness to others. Quiet the negative messages of your inner voice with an internal self-interview. Write down the patterns and the self-sabotage that you learned and the healing ways on the other side of self-compassion and forgiveness. Don't forget to take your own advice. <laughs> when you're giving advice, you're giving it to yourself. When you're forgiving yourself, you're forgiving others as well. Quit playing the same stories, the same tape. Be a victor, not a victim. You can forgive yourself, heal, grow, learn, accelerate. And then finally, if none of this works, seek professional help. I recently, over the last year, have sought personal help therapy for myself. I've been giving advice for so long, I never realized the power of healing and having someone that is a professional understand all the different traumas and the effects that they had. Uh, so one way to forgive yourself, the last way is to seek professional help. If you're full of anxiety, fear, depression, interference, forgiveness isn't working for you. These steps aren't working for you. Seek a professional, ask for help. Uh, everyone, don't forget this exercise of the 12 steps of how to forgive yourself. Email me, it's free, david at dmeltzer.com. Cancel, clear, connect, D david at dmeltzer.com. My books, guides, exercises. I will give everyone, I will sign a copy of my book. I will send it to you, pay for shipping, just email me, david at dmelzer.com. We are loaded up with questions. Load me up with more. Here we go. Let's get started. I'm going to take one online and then at Clubhouse, we'll start with who's my leadoff hitter in my uh, coach, my coaching group. She's always my leadoff hitter. Christina Madrigal, get ready. I'm going to take a question online and we'll get right to you. Um, I heard you talk about the four elements for life. What are those? The four necessities in life. Uh, are what I'm focusing in on most. This is the great takeaway epiphany that I've had recently and learned from an interview that I had is we only need four things or four elements to live. We need food, we need water, we need air, and we need sleep. And if all you do is focus in on what we need to the best of your ability, everything else will take care of itself. So I'm looking at this forgiveness side of things as what's feeding me. What's feeding me is one of the key elements or the key necessities in life because you need food to live. And I'm not talking about, you know, hamburgers and hot dogs. I'm talking about what's feeding me emotionally, what's feeding me people, ideas and food, nutrition. What nutrition am I taking in? And then two, hydration. You're 80% water. Water is the conduit between you and the higher vibration or frequency. Energy comes through you, grounded through you to others. If you are not hydrated correctly, if you're not putting in the high quality H2O, like in the movie Waterboy, you're making a big mistake. You need the best water. You need to make sure you're drinking correctly, hydrating yourself. And then three, breathing. You need air. You need to breathe in order to live. One of the key four elements, the key four necessities in life. 
focus in on your breathing, whether it's meditation, whether it's stop, drop, and roll. You got to breathe through your nose, out through your mouth, whatever Wim Hof methodology of breathing you want to use, you got to breathe. So focus in on that key element. And then finally, the most frustrating and most powerful element is sleep. I can't believe how many people in the world tell me that they go to bed to rest and they wake up more tired. That's like me taking you out to dinner, having a complete buffet, all you can eat of your favorite food and walking out of there and telling me you're hungry. It's counterintuitive. What are you doing wrong? We got to focus in on the four necessities in life. Get better at eating. You got to get better at the nutrition. You got to make sure you're feeding yourself. You got to get better at drinking. Make sure you're hydrated. Get better at breathing and get better at sleeping. And if you do all four of those things, I promise you, you will be passionate, purposeful, and profitable everything will come your way it's so important if you want those four elements i have a guide on that too david at dmelzer.com all right first up on clubhouse my famous lead off hitter in my coaching group christina madrigal what do you got for me wow fired up fridays oh my god this is so amazing i love it thank you thank you thank you um, and I love being compared to uh, a, a baseball hitter because you know how much I know about sports. <laughs> <laughs> by, by your definition of a baseball hitter, but we're good. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what do you know. Anyway, <laughs> so my question, um, I love this uh, forgiveness and I understand uh, you cannot give what you, uh, you can't give away what you don't have. So with regard to self-forgiveness, I'm I'm coming into a little bit of a, realization that I've, I've seemed to have tied a lot of behavior to my worth. And so when I'm starting to self forgive, I'm like, Oh, wow. Uh, there's a behavior there. So, uh, I guess it's associated with like good behavior equals good person. <laughs> and so I don't know if all that makes sense, but can you untangle that mess for me? If that makes sense. And thank you so much. Yeah. So, you know, once again, we're always tying the judgments and conditions in life to what other people think. Um, And good behavior itself is what you're doing when no one's looking. And so just as if we only can forgive ourselves in order to forgive others, we ourselves have to live in hypocrisy because we know what we want, who we can help and who can help us and how to get it done. We should be prioritizing about what's most important to us and living in this perfect light and love. And yet we're human and we have so much interference, mistakes, setbacks, failures that nobody knows about. And what happens is if we're dwelling upon that without forgiveness, that it creates voids, shortages and obstacles in between us and what we want. And when we create uh, the void shortages and obstacles between us and this higher power of self, then it automatically transcends itself down into our relationships with everyone else. And then we have a need to be approved or please those that uh, we may not even like. Uh, and we do that a lot of times by utilizing the wrong actions or um, utilizing our energy in the wrong way, including our currency in the man-made construct of time called money, utilizing that, buying things we don't need to impress people we don't like, just because of this idea that you have that we are attaching our 
own self-worth to what other people think instead of realizing we're happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy and realizing that those are the things that are interfering with our happiness, health, wealth, and worthy. This counterintuitive uh, action of trying to please others scares them away instead of trying to love ourselves, which attracts more and more people. So what I want you to do is I want you to look within yourself and learn to love you by forgiving yourself for being a hypocrite, for changing your mind, for learning lessons, for making mistakes, and for allowing yourself to be the best that you can be by doing your best, by learning those lessons, but most importantly, by instituting rule number six and not taking yourself so seriously. Don't be so hard on yourself so you're not so hard and judgmental and put conditions on other people either. You will clear the interference through forgiving yourself and forgiving others. You will create a flow of abundance, living between this limitlessness and infinity. You will find peace, happiness, passion, purpose, profitability. You will live enthusiastic, enthusios within God, expressing the genius of yourself through the higher power source in love that you are always connected to and through. So learn to love you and forgive yourself and give that to others. Don't worry about the judgments and conditions of others. Don't attach your emotions to what other people think, what's missing and what you don't want. Attach it to the journey, to the enjoyment of the consistent every day, persistent without quit pursuit of your own potential by forgiving yourself for not reaching it. Does that sound fair, Christina? Absolutely. And I could feel that in every single cell of my body was just like, woo, this is amazing. So thank you. Thank you. And thank the team as well. As always, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to take a question online. Uh, Next up on Clubhouse, my two favorite letters, Gigi, you'll be up next. Uh, Question here. What if we have a significant other that won't let us forgive our past heirs? Well, first of all, nobody has that control over you of what you can forget or forgive. Um, So other people, see, once we forgive ourselves, the natural course of physics, metaphysics, and quantum physics only will allow within amount of time that person to forgive us as well. We may feel as if there's pressure or awareness to other people wanting us not to forget or forgive, Uh, But in the end, we determine the meaning of what we give. We determine our own forgiveness. I had a client once and he was married and and he cheated on his wife years ago. And this person texted him and and he was in the shower and she saw it and she immediately threw him out of the house. She immediately got a divorce lawyer. And this is after many, many years of, of marriage. And he called me and he asked me what to do and said she will not let him uh, you know, forgive him. And he's begging her to come back. And uh, he's, you know, I mean, begging to be able to come back, begging her for forgiveness. And I said, whoa, 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 you're way outside of where you need to be. You need to start by forgiving yourself. Stop calling her. Stop asking for something that she can't give you. Stop asking for something and attaching that something to your outcome. Let's take a few moments every day to think about how grateful you are, what you've learned, and forgive yourself. And then take accountability by asking yourself, what did I do to attract this to myself and what am I supposed to learn from it? Dwell into those lessons, like the 12 lessons that I talked about, and 
live in forgiveness, forgive yourself. And I promise you the resistance will become less and less and less and a conversation will uh, come your way instead of you creating resistance. And sure enough, as hard as it was, uh, this client of mine just kept forgiving themselves and working through it and learning lessons and talking with me and finding the light, the love and the lessons in what they had done and took accountability. And sure enough, there was less and less resistance from his wife and more and more forgiveness from his wife. The same way there was less and less resistance within himself and more and more forgiveness within themselves. And I'm happy to say that they've reconciled because he learned to forgive himself. Um, and it's just a matter of time. It is like being vulnerable is being invulnerable. Illuminate who you are and allow who you are. Don't ask for forgiveness, forgive yourself and forgiveness will come. And if somebody cannot forgive you for your past errors, uh, then they should maybe look within themselves to forgive themselves because I promise you, there's no perfect people. And although they may not have mirrored a significant mistake in the same respect of that significant mistake, I've been married 24 years, and I know that my wife has made significant mistakes uh, that have damaged my trust in relationship, and that I have done the same, but I can only forgive myself and allow her to forgive herself, uh, which has cleared a lot of in uh, a lot of interference and you know after 24 years i can happily say that despite the stupidity uh that we both uh have ventured into in ver varying degrees in varying ways uh that i've never been happier and more connected to my significant other and i think it's possible in every relationship to share the same so forgive yourself do not ask for forgiveness do not seek something that you can't control control what you can forgive yourself Others will forgive you as well. All right, my friend Gigi, you're up next. What do you got for me? Hi, uh, David. Every time I talk through something amazing happens, and also this subject is very emotional. So my question is, how would you forgive your younger self as a kid? Um, because I see that there is a connection between us not forgiving ourselves and then getting angry with our parents. And, you know, it's, it's just a of vicious circle that the only way I see to get out of it is to actually forgive myself. But also in my mind, it's like, you are a child, you didn't know any better. So how do you put acceptance into that part? Yeah, well, I, I think age is a determination less important than experience. Uh, so obviously when we're younger in age, we have less situational knowledge experience. We've paid less of a dummy tax. Um, and we have to learn, you know, if if you were born so wise, when you were three years old, you wouldn't try to put your hand in a fire, right? We have to learn. And in order to learn, somebody has to slap our hand uh, and, you know, tell us, no, don't do that. There's a better way to do this, a better situation to be in. That's what the universe does. That's why it's so important that you have to believe that there is a higher source or a higher being that's loving you more than your parents love you or you love your own children. Um, these are just snapshots. Uh, whether you're 550 or 500 lifetimes old, these are all snapshots. And 
within the context of a snapshot of time, determinative upon whatever age you may be, uh, there's lessons to learn. No matter who you are, this journey here is about those lessons. That's why I love giving people the 12 lessons of the Sanskrit that were written before writing, that were written thousands of years ago, that are 12 of the most applicable lessons that I've ever learned, that life is about lessons. And these lessons will keep on coming until you learn them. They will result in pain until you learn them. You will forget every lesson you ever learned, but you have the power to access those lessons. There is no better than here. Life is but a mere reflection of self. All of these terrific lessons were written before writing. They were written in Sanskrit. And I'm happy to send those to you, Gigi, because I think it helps us to understand that we are living snapshots and that people can put judgments and conditions of who we are according to the experiences they have with that snapshot. But in the end, we're the only ones that get the full picture, get to watch the full movie, that get to learn the lessons and tell the stories again and again and again, and get to be hypocrites, that get to do our best, learn lessons, and not take ourselves so seriously. Hopefully re-engineering our vision from ignorant arrogance where we think we actually know something or we know everything into an ignorant humility that says, I don't know what I don't know. I'm just here enjoying the best that I can do by not taking myself so seriously and learning these lessons as I go along. So do not punish yourself from the lessons learned in the past or the age or wisdom that you had from the snapshot of the experience that other people have encountered, but instead forgive yourself. Remind, remember, and recollect that everyone also is living through and to their own power and their own source, their own omniscient, all-powerful being that allows them to be the best that they can be. If they do, at the best of their capability, enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of their potential by doing their best learning lessons and having fun, which is what I see you doing. So stop creating void shortages and obstacles. Stop beating yourself up. Treat others better than you even treat yourself. Forgive yourself for those snapshots and you will find healing and acceleration growth and lessons within the construct of that. Does that sound fair? Yeah, like this made me so humble. And yeah, I would love to to get uh, that those lessons uh, and the exercise for, for this training as well because I want to start writing more on this. So thank you so much for giving the perspective of snapshot. Like I love that. Perfect. Well, we're all in a snapshot. Thank you for participating in this snapshot today. Gigi, I appreciate it. Anyone also that would like uh, the lessons of life, the Sanskrit lessons of life, email me, david at dmeltzer.com. I'll add in my book, ebook, audiobook. I'll sign a copy of my book, send it to you, a friend, a family member. I don't care. I'll pay for shipping and the book. Not a problem. You just got to email me, david at dmeltzer.com. All right, I'm going to take another question online. And our next guest on Clubhouse is Frank Freeney. All right, uh, here we go. Let me see here. David, is there any opportunity to quickly share something about my experience with forgiveness? I'd love that opportunity. Uh, yeah, on Clubhouse, uh, go ahead. Uh, we're there every Friday. Uh, we can share that. Or today, if we have time, uh, reach out, get in line here, and uh, you can share your experience with forgiveness. Um, how do you forgive yourself um, with family, how do you forgive yourself and then while they continue to be ju in judging behaviors? It does not matter once again what other people think. <laughs> it doesn't. You'll never be able to change somebody else's mind. That's why I look for open minds. 
not closed mind because it's impossible to change a closed mind. An open mind is one that will change itself and align with and take action with what they believe. Uh, quick question here. I like this one. What do you tell people who don't believe in woo-woo stuff? Everybody believes in woo-woo stuff to some degree. Uh, once again, I'm looking for like-minded people who have open minds, open hearts, and open hands. Whether you want to define the higher power of source, energy, love, light, and lessons as woo-woo is up to you. Uh, but I break things down as simple uh, construct of one. Do you believe in a higher source? Do you believe in a higher self? Do you believe in a power that is greater than us? Do you believe there's something bigger than us? If you believe that, not only will you have faith, but you will believe in something woo-woo because why? You can't prove it. You can't prove to me there's a higher self, a bigger something than us, an all-knowing, all-powerful omniscient. So basically, that breaks almost everybody out as being woo-woo uh, because the minute you tell me you believe in something bigger than you that you can't prove, you're woo-woo. And then if you have faith that that bigger thing than you cares about you more than you care about your children or the, that your parents care about you, boom, you're extremely woo-woo. So go ahead, think about statistically how many people on earth think that there's something bigger than them that they don't know about, but yet have faith that that bigger thing cares about them in any way, let alone as much as their parents or they care about their children. You're talking about almost everyone on earth. So I don't usually tell anyone that doesn't believe in woo-woo, but what I do is ask open-ended questions in to determine what degree or what beliefs they have that are woo-woo, not defining it as woo-woo, but just understanding their own power, their own spirituality, their own energetic and genetic inheritance, whatever it may be. So I don't tell anybody, anyone, but I ask. That's why I've created an open-ended question guide in order to facilitate at what level or spectrum of belief of feeding that I can give them in order to effectuate acceleration growth, compound interest towards what they want, who they can help, who can help them, how best they can get that done, prioritizing and helping them understand what's most important to them so that they can apply their why. And so if anybody needs that, just email me, david at dmeltzer.com. Frank Free, <laughs> easy for you guys to say. I've had, just so you know, today I had JJ, I had David, uh, two D's, D Doug D Dane, I've had Gigi and Frank Feeney. It is the double alliteration, Frankie Feeney, the double effer. What's up, my friend? You got a question for me? Yeah, David, long time no see. Hope all is well. Um, good to be here. My, here's my question for you regarding forgiveness is how do you approach forgiving a close family member such as a parent? And I know that you spoke about your dad leaving. How did you or how long did it take you and how did you come to terms with forgiving your father? Yeah, that's a great question. So now we shift the paradigm to how do we forgive someone else? Well, first of all, I had to forgive myself. Uh, and in forgiving myself, uh, it sounds a little bit counterintuitive. If your dad left you when you were five, what do you mean you forgave yourself? Uh, well, what I forgave myself is for having the need to be offended the need to be right, the need to be inferior, the need to be separate from my father, the need to be superior to him, the need to have anxiety, anger, frustration, guilt, resentment. I had to forgive myself for creating interference between me and my higher self because my father made a mistake. 
And then once I forgave myself for allowing that interference between me and my higher self, once I created that, it was easier to clear the interference between me and him because I had no need to be offended, resentful, guilty, anxious, frustrated, angry, separate, inferior, superior to him. And once I got rid of that interference, it was easy to communicate the four things that I wanted to communicate to my father, which healed my relationship. And those four things that I communicated that healed my relationship with my father were one, I let my dad know that I'm happy. See, in the end, why would I need to be angry at my father? Because I'm happy. I'm healthy. And I shared with my father that I'm happy and, and I'm healthy. And then I shared with him that I love him. That's why I was so angry, frustrated, anxious, worried, separate, inferior, superior, resentful, and offended. Because I loved him so much because He's my dad and I looked up to him so much and it hurt so much that he would leave me. And then when I told him I loved him, I told him the final thing that he needed to hear beyond that I was happy, healthy and uh, and loved him. And that was, I appreciated him. That he added value as if a house had appreciated or an investment is appreciated, uh, like your doji coin or the shibu shibus or whatever are appreciating right now. But I appreciated him, that he added value to my life. Once I forgave myself for creating the ego-based consciousness, edging goodness out of my life, creating interference between me and my higher self, my forgiving self, me and that omniscient, all-powerful, all-being thing that comes through me with that appreciation and acknowledgement, I was able to give it away and then remind, recollect, and remember the oneness I have with my father by articulating to him, number one, that I am healthy, I am happy, that I love him, and most importantly, appreciate him as well, that he adds value to my life. And I'd like to clear any interference uh, in our relationship. And I'm happy to say in the last decades of my relationship with my father, when he passed at 80 years old, that my relationship was healed. Not because I forgave him, but because I forgave myself for the needs of the ego, the need to be offended and separate and inferior and superior and anxious and frustrated and angry and guilty. All of the different things that I felt that created an interference that caused me to project my imperfections onto my father, that created more interference between me and my father. Once I forgave myself for these things, it was quite easy to establish a relationship based off of my happiness, my health, my love, and my appreciation. And you can do the same with anyone Make sure that you're forgiving yourself. I think this is a great question indicating how and why we forgive ourselves in that way. Um, and so uh, I, I want to, uh, to say thank you for that question, Frank, and uh, appreciate you. All right, let me take another question online. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'm gonna skip the question online because I got a few minutes left. I have a special guest. And uh, this guy inspired me this morning. Uh, he won a trip to hear me speak uh, in Lexington, Kentucky at Glenn Lundy's celebration. I love being a celebrant, not a celebrity. And I want to celebrate the Triple J 
because this guy brings it. And when I was talking about the inner voice, the inner critic, this is a person that has lived the methodology of forgiving himself and changing the way he looked at things so the things he looked at changed. And there was no doubt that he manifested a free, full-paid trip to Lexington, Kentucky to come to the extraordinary event that we're having next week in Kentucky. And I can't wait to give you a big hug, Triple J. Can you close this out with your question and comments, my friend? Oh, David Meltzer, man. I love you, brother. <laughs> I don't even know you yet, but I love you. Man, <laughs> I, I tell you, man, um, I, 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 let me just say that I am very appreciative of the blessing I got. There's no way that I thought that was going to happen to me this morning. I'm serious. It blew me away, man. It really did. And I know that I'm going to get so much value out of this experience that I'll take with me for the rest of my life. And I just know it, man. And I can't wait to hear you speak as well. Um, what I did want to ask is, is that, you know, I, I'm working on my whole self, you know what I'm saying? As you know, my, you know, my, my inside, my body, you know what I'm saying? My mind, my spirit, everything working on it. And there are things we're not perfect in, you know, David, you know, we all got stuff to work on. And, you know, my relationship that I had with, uh, you know, when I had my family and then I went through my divorce, you know, I have a estranged relationship with my kids because it was crazy. They moved out of state and it's like I feel so bad about how that went down. You know, you know, I, I, I forgave myself, but I think I, I don't know if I have because I beat myself up a little bit because I that was the one thing I didn't want to happen when I grew up because I didn't have my father and mother together. So it ended up happening to me, even though I didn't want it to. Right. It still did. So it's, it's like, you know, my kids, they understand. And then you can tell, though, that they kind of wasn't OK with the whole scenario. You know what I'm saying? And so I just have a lot of guilt when it comes to that, because I know my relationship is not where it needs to be with them. So I don't know if that can be fixed or if it's up to them and me together to fix it or if they don't, if they reject yeah. me and say, hey, you know, I don't know, you know. Their judgments and conditions are not what you have control of. And so we have control, J, Triple J, of uh, your mindset, your heart set, and, and what you do. And what I suggest you do is every day, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for disrupting your home and the relationship, uh, the family relationship that you've disrupted. Just forgive yourself. But I would also suggest through that forgiveness that you reach out every day. I spend a minimum of two minutes a day with my three teenage daughters and my father, as much as I hated him, he used to call me. I'm getting choked up, but he used to call me. I was 11 years old. I told him I never want to talk to him again. I hated him. He had forgotten my birthday and lied to me or that he didn't believe in birthdays. And he would call me and he would say, hey, I just want to tell you I love you. And I'd say, I'm not listening. Bye. And I hang up on him again and again and again. And he never stopped. He never stopped trying to reach out to me. When I was ready, it wasn't at 30, I was, still wasn't ready. He tried to reach out when I was 30. He tried to teach me a lesson not to, you know, think money would buy me love and happiness. He tried to teach me. And I said, dude, quit punishing me. You're a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, overseller, back-end seller. I hate you. Get out of my life but he kept planting seeds under a tree that someday he got to sit under 
One, because he didn't quit on me. As much as I hated him, I love the fact that he called me to tell me that he loved me. I love the fact today that for the rest of my life that I remember him as someone trying to teach me to be my best self. Someone who made tons of mistakes and wanted me not to make the same mistakes without putting judgment or condition on me the way that I put it on him. Someone who unconditionally loved me as bad as I was as a son to him in blame, shame, and justification for the hurt that I couldn't forgive. And once I did forgive that hurt, like I said, once I was able to communicate to my father how happy I was, how healthy I was, how much I love him and appreciate him, it was healed. It didn't happen overnight, Triple J. So just keep on forgiving yourself. Get rid of the guilt, the resentment, the offense, the separation, the inferiority, and the superiority. But don't stop communicating a minimum amount of time every day via text, email, phone call. Just remind those kids how much unconditionally that you feel the same way about them, that the almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful source feels about you, and the almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful source feels about them. I promise you, that interference will dissipate, dissolve, and disappear, and you will be healed. And we will talk about this in per- in person when I give you a big hug, when I see you next Friday, one week from today, after I get back from Portugal. I love you, my friend, and I don't even know you, but I feel you, which is much more important. I want to thank everybody for going two minutes over time for the freak of the week when it comes to time. Triple J, Christina, Gigi, Double F, Frankie, my boy, thank you for coming live on Clubhouse. Thanks for the 79 questions I haven't answered. Reach out to me, david at dmelzer.com. I'll be happy to answer those questions. Send you my guides, my book. I will pay for shipping and the book. No problem. Remember, next week topic will be hot seat coaching, one-on-one coaching with me. You'll get an example of it with the incredible Alan Lazarus and Kevin Palmieri, some of my oldest clients. It'll be 6 a.m. Eastern time from Kentucky, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Don't forget to watch Office Hours tonight, the first entrepreneurial late night show with Rob Deerdeck, Jack Canfield, Rich Kleinman, and Strauss Zelnick. An incredible ex- episode. If you don't know Jack Canfield, Rob Deerdeck, and Rich Kleinman and Strauss, you're missing out. Come learn what they got to teach. And don't forget to email me for the 12 strategies for forgiveness, the lessons in life, any template that you ever heard me ask for. All you got to do is free. It's me. Email me, david at dmelcher.com. Most importantly, everyone, Be kind to your future self and do good deeds. We'll see you next Friday. Thanks.